0: Thank you so much for joining me today on Just Praise Him Radio. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. Hello, believers. Welcome to the Just Praise Him Radio show. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and the title of my message today is Paycheck to Provider, a Lesson for the End Times. Now, we've been talking about stepping into your calling or purpose for people who have been called and who have not stepped in yet, but there's another sector of people who, that is going to be a very large section of people when uh, the economy fails, which right now it doesn't look like it's going to, but it is going to at some point, point. and I want to talk about those people. These are the people that suddenly will have no job and weren't expecting it, okay, When you are a child of the King and you are walking with Him and being obedient to Him, He provides for you through everything, no matter what. So let's get into this. Before we get into the subject matter of the podcast, I want you to know that Satan fought me really hard on writing this one. I've talked about this subject before, not recently, I don't think, but I came under terrible attack when I wrote this one. This always tells me that I am on track with what I'm teaching you and what you need to learn right now. So please keep that in mind as you listen. You may not need this right at this moment, but many, many people are going to need it soon. This is something the Lord showed me very strongly in my spirit. That's why I'm talking about it again now. I just want to give you a clear idea of how it works. Many of God's people are about to be transitioned from being on the paycheck system to being on His sole provider system. A number of you have already made this transition. In some cases, the Lord has told people to step out and they have obeyed Him. And He's teaching them how to live on only His provision and be free from the world system. I made that transition years ago around 2009, 2010. In what is coming, there will be tremendous job loss and lack. It will surpass that of the Great Depression. God has been showing me that. In fact, He started showing me that recession or whatever, collapse, whatever you want to call it, back during the Great Recession that was going on in 2008, 2009. And I was not really wanting to see that when we were already in such a bad one. So in that time, there will be tremendous job loss and lack. It will surpass the Great Depression. If God transitions you to his system of provision Now or soon, it is His great mercy, so you will not be in great lack then. So praise Him for it. There will be such great job loss, and with persecution rising against Christians, what jobs there are, I'm thinking won't be ours, okay? Sometimes the Lord speaks to someone to step into this transition. When He does, I call that a water walk. Because He is telling you to step out of the comfort and security of the boat where your job is, to the dark, toiling waves outside the boat where nothing is known. Rule number one of water walking is this. Never, ever, ever just put yourself into this transition without the Lord telling you or Him changing your circumstances. Let me clarify. Not the Lord telling someone else, but you. He did not tell someone else to tell Elijah to go to the brook Cherith, did he? He told Elijah. Okay, and because he told Elijah to go there, Elijah could trust that God had already ordained all his provision to show up, and that is what happened. When you are transitioned in this way, you have to stand on what you heard from him, so be sure you heard it from him, not from your desire to be free of your job or whatever. This is very important. Many people wanting to be free from their jobs decide to transition themselves. Please don't do that. When God speaks to you to transition off the paycheck system, he has already put everything in place that you need, and all you have to do is obey. But if you speak to yourself to do it, well, I will be frank with you, this is not an easy transition. We were all raised on the paycheck system, right? That's what we know. Get a job, go to work, get the paycheck, pay the bills. Go to work, get the paycheck, pay the bills. So when one day the Lord says, I want you to quit your job. You may answer the way I did. Can we just talk about my bills for a minute, Lord? Little did I know the Lord was not interested in my bills. He was interested in moving me into much more important work than I had ever done before. His work. Could I have refused him? Sure. Would it have been a good move? No. He was trying to protect me from the Great Recession. And... I'm sure also the time's still coming when there just won't be any work to have. And he was trying to take me into more fulfilling work, work that has eternal value, work that leaves a legacy when you are gone from the earth. Will the work you are doing leave a legacy? Does it add something truly valuable and everlasting to the world around you? These are all things to consider. We spend over one-third of our daily lives at work. Our work should be something we are happy doing, and that work should matter in the long run, not just make somebody richer. i got nothing against wealth, but I've got a lot more interest in kingdom work. The time we are going into is like no other time we have ever seen. That is why God is training so many people to live like this now. I strongly suggest if the Lord speaks to you to do a water walk, that you journal your journey, because it helps you on days when the devil is making you doubt, which he will constantly try to do. If you can go back and read, oh, well, he said this, or he showed me this, or I got a confirmation through that person. So let's talk about some do's and don'ts on transitioning off the paycheck system, in case you have to face that. Rule number one, never ever make the transition without one of two things. Either a change in your circumstances that's beyond your control that you did not make happen, or like in, you lost your job as opposed to you got all pumped up in your faith and quit your job of your own volition. I knew someone decades ago who did that. She stepped out in presumption and everything fell flat, and weeks later she had to beg for her job back. Luckily, they had not filled her position and she got it because she was a manager. Stepping out in your own presumption because you decided it was time for the Lord to transition you is a world away from stepping out in faith because he called you to. Peter didn't get out of the boat and say, Oh, it's time for me to learn how to walk on water. No, Peter got out of the boat only when Jesus said, Come. This is very important because Satan is going to do everything in his power to make you doubt that you're supposed to do this transition. And part of the reason for that is it is a tremendous testimony when you go from having a paycheck every week or every two weeks to live on to God providing every single thing you need miraculously. Be sure that you know that you know that you know because you are going to have to stand on what you know to get through this. You are going to have to stand on what you know you heard every time you need your provision to show up. Okay, Lord, you sent me here. You told me to leave my job. I need you to bring the rent money. But if you just quit your job, you're not going to have anything to stand on, are you? So either something happens to your job beyond your control and the Lord's drawing you to do this, or you get a clear and direct command from him to stop your job, quit your job or stop working. Not you got a word through somebody else. That does not count. That can be a confirmation, nothing more. But you heard him yourself. Okay? You cannot stand against the onslaught of the enemy on what somebody else heard. You must know you heard from him. Okay, let me explain something. If you just quit without direction, and then you expect God to support you, you are trying to force his hand. You cannot force God's hand on this. Only he knows when and if you are ready to live by faith alone. Some people will never be ready to live by faith. It's too foreign to them. If you are ready, if you are willing enough to obey him in everything, and if it is your time to, He will have already ordained your provision, just as he did Elijah's at the Brook Cherith. All you have to do is believe and obey. But only he knows who can do this and who cannot. If you've been saved 30 minutes and you've only been studying the word for 10, you are not going to be called on to do this transition because he knows you have not developed your faith enough to stand on it for everything you need to live. You have not developed your relationship with him enough to trust him for everything you need. You know, now, if you fall on hard times or you get in need, you can probably turn to a relative or a friend or somebody and say, hey, can you loan me some money until I, you know, go back to work or something like that. In that time, so many people will be in lack. Most people will not be able to do that because they're going to be in lack too. Okay, another rule, you must know God. And I don't mean know about him. You must know him intimately. Intimately. You cannot trust someone you do not know. If you don't know him, how will you trust him for every expense that you have to be covered? For every morsel of food you eat, you have to know him. Otherwise, you will be trying to do a faith walk you called yourself to, and you'll be trying to basically trust a stranger that you know nothing about to provide for you, and it won't work. You cannot stand on that. Also, remember, when you are getting to know the Lord like that, Satan will attack you as hard as he can. Be ready for that. This is not a reason to shrink back because the time of great job losses is still coming, ready or not. Okay, here are some good and bad sides of knowing God as your sole provider and being off the paycheck system and going on to the sole provider system. Pros, the economy does not affect you nearly as much. Now, when you are in ministry like I am, it affects you some because when the economy is down, a lot of people just the first thing off their list is charitable giving. They're like, nope, can't do that. And other people often reduce what they give. And that that makes it very difficult to say on this whole provider system, but we know what God has told us to do, so we just cut corners everywhere we can and you know you do without whatever you have to. But the economy does not keep you from being able to do it. God can and will provide for you no matter what the economy is doing. If you are doing what he has called and anointed you to do, then he will speak to people to provide for you. It's that simple. Sometimes, especially at the beginning, he may send you small jobs to help you until you're up on your feet on the provider system. It depends on what he has spoken to you. He did not send me small jobs. But where he guides, he always provides. Number two. You no longer have to get dressed up, commute through heavy traffic, and put up with ridiculous or cruel bosses or coworkers every day to make a living, and that is awesome. You have more peace. Number three, you get to set your own schedule. But please note this, just because you work for him does not mean you can just play and do what you want. It doesn't. You will be paid according to your work, just like you are in a job. If you play, don't expect him to pay. It's that simple. And besides, you should work harder and more for the kingdom of God than you did for the world, not less. It's a shameful thing to think you can slack off because you're working for the king after all he did for you. I have seen this truth in people I have mentored before. That's why I'm forewarning you. I think I've seen about three people that God was transitioning to the provider system and they just thought, oh, yay, I can play now. I can do whatever I want. No, you can't. Every single instance. I saw their provision go down to nothing until they got back in shape. If you're only going to work part-time for him, you should only expect part-time provision. That's what I'm saying. Number four, you can do his work from pretty much anywhere unless he tells you otherwise, depending on what your work is, whether you're speaking in churches, whether you're preaching, whether you're prophesying, whether you're podcasting. It depends on what you're doing and what he where he wants you. Okay, Cons. Number one, because you work alone, it can and usually is lonely, depending on what your calling is and whether you have a spouse, family, etc. Also, many people you love may abandon you because they will think you lost your mind when you enter a water walk because they look at you and see you jumping off a cliff, and he gave you the faith to jump off the cliff, but he didn't give them the faith. When he called you to that, it was not a conference call, okay? So they don't have any faith for what you're doing and it scares them. And they may think that you're just crazy. Number two, Satan is on your case 24-7, or as my uncle says, seven twenty-fours. But if you're witnessing or doing any real good for the Lord, he's already on your case that much anyway. Number three, building your faith to the level required to live by it is quite a trying experience. It is one, however, I would not trade for any amount of love or money because it yields a priceless result. You cannot get it any other way. You cannot get rock-hard faith out of a book, y'all. I don't care how many books you read. I read a lot of books on faith. Rock-hard faith that you can stand on only comes when you travel through desert after desert and lack and more lack and more lack and then watch Him provide again and again and again. If God is calling you, you must know the Word of God. This is not optional. Do not think you are going to work for Him and not know His Word. That is a lie from the devil. And the devil will just use that to make a fool of you. If you think you are called to work for Him, or if, like I was, you know and you are begging or you're begging Him to transition you, then you better be in the Word every day. If you are transitioning from the paycheck system to the sole provider system, you will especially need knowledge of the provision scriptures because you are going to have to stand on them. I've talked about this before. I don't remember which podcast, but standing on the provision scriptures requires absolutely believing them and refusing to back down until you see your provision show up. Because Satan's going to be there going, you're going to starve to death. You better get a job. And then you're going to have to say, Only if you know the Word of God, you'll know to say this. My God shall supply all my needs, and He told me to do this, so my provision is already ordained. Satan, take a hike. Satan will say, you didn't hear from God to leave your job. You're not going to be able to pay your bills. Your lights are going to be cut off. Then we can say, we are His sheep. We know His voice and another voice we will not follow. Take a hike, Satan. He told me to do this. If Satan says, all your utilities are going to be cut off, then what are you going to do? Then we say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack because he told me to do this. And Satan will try saying stuff like, you're going to die trying to do this, blah, 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 blah is what he sounds like. We will say, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord in Jesus' name. See, if you will get enough of God's word down in your heart, Satan's lies and taunts will just fall flat on their face. But you must know God and you must know his word. You cannot trust anyone you don't know to take care of you. If you refuse God when he's trying to transition you into his provider system, you will wake up one day and it will be too late. The time will be upon you and there will be no more time to learn how to depend only on him. And you may not have any way to feed yourself or your family. You're kind of on your own if that happens because if he's trying to transition you now, he's already set your provision in place. That's why it's so important Anytime God tells you to do something, obey immediately. The reason is the anointing, which makes it easier. That's what the anointing does. It makes things easier. It's like greasing a wheel. It makes it turn easier. The anointing is the strongest at the beginning when he first speaks it to you. Okay? Years ago, when I first got saved, I was saved about a year, maybe a year and a half, and I used to smoke cigarettes. I was still smoking cigarettes. I didn't do drugs or anything like that, but I did smoke cigarettes. And one night, (laughs) I lived in South Louisiana. I was getting into bed with a cigarette and a cup of coffee, y'all. I was going to read the Bible, okay? I know it looks ridiculous now when I look back on it, but that was, you know, what I did. And he, I felt him pointing at the cigarette like, now I want you to give those up. And I was like, man, I just bought another carton. I couldn't even buy a carton of cigarettes now for what they cost, but I was like, are you kidding me? But I knew what he said, and I had heard before the best time to do something is when he first speaks it to you. So I I said, okay, okay, I will smoke this one, and then I will will quit. So I smoked that one slowly. (laughs) Y'all know how we are. We're smokers. And then I got up out of my bed and got dressed. I took the new carton of cigarettes out of my freezer, all the cigarette butts in the house because I was not taking any chances that I was going to weaken and try to smoke one of those, and every cigarette in my possession outside and put them in the dumpster where I knew for sure I could not get them back out because I'm too short to dumpster dive. I'll get stuck in there. So that was it. I was like, okay, well, and I was a manager on a seismic job. And every two hours, all of us managers would walk outside and smoke together. And I said, okay, Lord, you're going to have to get me through that because that's going to be pretty tough. The next morning, Uh, When everybody walked outside, I walked outside with them. It was three days before anybody realized there was not a cigarette in my hand. And I never had a single craving because I obeyed immediately. And y'all, I had tried to quit in the last, I think I had tried to quit five times in the last three or three and a half years, something like that. I can't remember exactly now. My memory's not that great now. But I had tried to quit so many times under my own power and not been able to. And I had just stopped trying. And I was smoking about a pack and a half or so a day. And he did not want me teaching his word puffing on a cigarette. So if you're a smoker and he's calling you to teach, just be ready for that. But just know if he says quit, he'll help you quit. Whatever you need to give up, he will help you get free from it. That's one of the wonderful things about him. And when he sets you free, you're free. I don't have any desire for cigarettes now. In fact, that would repulse me. So, I just wanted y'all to know that as bad as it makes me look to know that I used to smoke cigarettes, I'll take that chance because somebody probably needs to hear that. Okay. Even if the Lord does not call on you to transition and work for Him, you're going to need a lot of faith to get through the time of great lack that is coming. You need faith that if your paycheck suddenly got stolen and you could not replace it, you could believe in the provision that you needed. That kind of faith that you could just, it's like a tool, you can just pull it out and use it. Many years ago, in about between 2000 and about 2002 or 3, I went through a time of no job and no money. And I mean no money, y'all. I had been working in the oil and gas industry, I think it was around 2001, as a contractor. And when you're a contractor, you make okay money, but you don't have unemployment insurance. So you cannot file for unemployment if your work runs out. And it always runs out. And you have to put back and pay your own taxes because nothing's taken out of your check. So my contract work ran out, and I was living in an apartment in Dallas. And try as I did, and I tried hard, I could not find any work. We had entered the dot-com bust, and there were no jobs to be had. And for the jobs there were, there were people far more qualified and educated than me that were getting them. My son was also out of work at the same time. So the paychecks stopped, but the bills did not stop. Y'all know how that goes, right? They just kept coming in. So I prayed nearly continually because I did not know what to do and we had no place to get any money and no place to go if we didn't get any money. I needed faith for provision and we were going to be or we were going to be in big trouble fast. Not knowing what else to do since I was already a tither, I started tithing as soon as I got saved in 1996 cuz I'd already I had always heard my mom say if you get saved, you're supposed to give God 10%. And so I just believed it. Glad I did. So I tithed on every dime I got and had ever since then. I began listening to faith preachers because they all seemed to have stories of they had gone through hard times and God had gotten them through. And I thought, okay, maybe I can learn from them. And around that time, I injured my lower back exercising, so I had to be in bed a lot anyhow while I was healing. So I used that time to build up my faith. I would listen to the preaching for hours every day, and I would pray all the other hours and look up scriptures and study the Word because I had to... I had nothing else to go to for a provision. I had God and that was it. So I had I knew I had to get some faith because I didn't believe then. I did I just I tried, but I just didn't have the faith to believe for something to come in. So it was a good thing because rent time was rolling around again. And in Dallas, they do not play about the rent. You don't pay, you don't play. It's really that easy to figure out. So I figured out how much I needed to get my rent and utilities paid. And I had less than $60 in the bank to feed me and my son indefinitely. So I decided to plant a seed for the amount I needed, which was about $1,200 because I needed it really fast. So I wrote a check for $12 because you can plant like a 10%, you know, whatever. I needed it really fast, but I didn't know what else to do. So some of the sermons talked about, you know, plant the seed to meet your need and I need to build money. About that same time, I got in touch with a woman that I had known when I worked in the mortgage industry, and the Lord spoke to me uh, about that same time, and he said, go help her. She was a Christian woman, and he told me to plant my time as a seed, too, so I did that. I have a talent for marketing that I've always had, always liked sales and marketing, and she was thrilled to get the help. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to be spending some of our food money for gas to do this, but I trust that you have a plan. So off I went, and I was going three or four days a week. I enjoyed her company and everything, helping her for hours at a time, and her sales took off. They took off so drastically that she said it jammed the switchboard at the office, all the calls that were coming in. And that was after I'd been helping her about a week, she called me into her office, and she had her checkbook out. And she looked at me, and she said, I don't know what's going on with you because I never told her. But she said, but the Lord just spoke to me to give you this check. And if, I, if memory serves me correct, it was about 1250 some odd dollars. And then she handed me a $20 bill on top of that just for breathing room. And I did the happy dance right there. I did it. Not only because I could pay my bills, but because I had used my faith to do it. And I had seen that planting a seed makes that difference. Because I believe I had to believe on that seed. I did confess, confess the word over the seed. I did everything that the faith preacher said to do. Because I didn't have anywhere else to go for rent money, y'all. And, you know, we're going to be in big trouble. So you can build your faith now, or you can build it later. But if you are here when later comes, it won't be by choice. And it's a lot harder. You know, it's a lot harder to believe for healing when you're sick than before you need it. It's the same way when you're believing for provision. It's a lot easier to believe for somebody to buy your lunch when you're not hungry yet. Okay? Okay. Years prior to that, in 1998, I had just moved to Dallas and I was eating lunch on $5 a week. And I learned to believe it. it, I could go to all the dollar specials Monday through Thursday and then I had no money for Friday. And so I always believed for God to bring me somebody to buy my lunch on Friday and then I got to eat a whole lunch. So I learned to do that and I learned to do it habitually. It is worth the time to build your faith. It is work that is not wasted. It's time that is not wasted. And if you spend the time now, you won't have to be scared later when everything falls apart. You know, Perry Stone talked one time on his show about this engraving. It was on a stone, like a round stone. He called it something. And it was a picture of ravens taking food off the king's table. And y'all know what that means? That means that God fed Elijah off the king's table in that time of drought and famine. He ate from the king, Say so he ate better than anybody else in the kingdom but the king in a time of no food. And what he will do for one, he will do for another. Elijah was devoted to him and obedient to him. And that's what God asked of us, to be faithful, devoted, and obedient. I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you, and I hope that it helps to build your faith. I plan to do more podcasts on miraculous provision because I have a lot of stories I want to share. And I also have some people that are going to guest on the podcast who have gone through years of believing God for miracles and seeing them. And I think that that will bless you. Jesus bless you. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Praise Him Radio. I hope this has inspired you to a closer walk with Christ. You can contact me by mail at my new address, JPH Inc., P.O. Box 854, Altus, Oklahoma, that's A-L-T-U-S, Oklahoma 73522, or by email at prophecy at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination. Listen to Just Praise Him Radio on WINB, 4 p.m. Eastern on Sundays and
1: 9 p.m. Eastern Thursdays each week. Does your life feel like it's falling apart around you? Are multiple things going wrong all at once? Does it seem all your comforts have been stripped away? You may have entered the wilderness. Wilderness experiences are oftentimes of great discomfort and lack. Every Christian must pass through the desert on the way to their promised land. Find out how to go from surviving to thriving by partnering with God as He leads you in the path that will strengthen your faith and prepare you to step into your destiny. The Wilderness Companion will help you find out why you have been led into the wilderness. Find out the biggest hindrances to receiving the provision you need in the wilderness. Find out what the seven temptations of the wilderness are. Learn how to partner with God in His purposes for you in the desert seasons. Get your copy of The Wilderness Companion today. The Wilderness Companion by Glinda Lomax on Amazon.com in print, Kindle, or audiobook. Do you
0: know someone suffering from domestic violence or another form of abuse like verbal abuse? Did you know abuse has deep spiritual roots that cause abuse to be attracted to a person throughout their lifetime? Now, the Escaping Abuse Study Guide helps you discover and remove those spiritual roots so you won't be an abuse magnet. Get the Escaping Abuse Study Guide or get one for a friend. Available now on Amazon.com. Escaping Abuse Study Guide by Glenda Lomax. Available now on Amazon.com.